Not Book Podcast is meant for entertainment only. We're not licensed professionals, and this podcast is not intended to give professional help. This podcast contains adult themes, sexual content, strong language, and is only intended for an audience who's ready for the shit! Okay there. Story time! Hello, and welcome to the Notebook Podcast. I'm Amy. And I'm Nana, and this is episode 30 of our second season. Welcome back. <gasps> 30. I love it when it's like a 10 multiple. Dirty? 30. Yeah. Oh, and today is a dirty episode. Oh, it, ew. What stories are you bringing? Oh, actually, no spoiler alerts. I don't have any dirty stories, but apparently you do, and I'm excited. <laughs> they're not that dirty, but like they're dirty enough, I think. Whatever. Dirty Whatever. is dirty, okay? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Speaking of 30, actually, um, fuck my life. So, uh, growing up, I've never had to deal with any skin problem. I was blessed with my mother's skin, and actually, like, my dad also had really nice skin. So, I never had like acne throughout teenage years, and I was just so thankful and grateful every day. Yeah. And, uh, Apparently, the Lord, whoever you are, you, he, she are, um, they're very fair. If you don't go through that shit in your teenage years, it comes back and bites you in the ass when you're an adult. And that happened to me. Okay. So I started growing like adult acne about two months ago. Like it's Mm. bad. Literally every single morning I wake up with a huge zit either around my forehead and my chin. It's like my face is in pain 24 seven. And as like a nearly 30 person who's lived almost 30 years without having to deal with this shit, I was fucking clueless. Okay. So I reached out to, (laughs) yeah, I reached out to my family doctor and I booked an appointment and because of COVID, my appointment was back to way up for like a month. So last week, I finally got to her office, finally sat down, and she's like, oh, so you're dealing with acne. And then I pulled my face mask off, and she's like, holy shit. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I kind of have a more urgent problem now. Um, So during the time that I was waiting for my appointment, I started developing this, like, big-ass red chunks of my skin that's like ashy and rashy and there's like flaky skin coming off it was just fucking disgusting and I like I couldn't do anything about it yeah it was so oh so bad it was so itchy but every time I touch it it hurts so I was like okay I have adult acne and eczema now so this is great (laughs) so the night before I go to the hospital it spread to my eye (gasps) and I had been using Vaseline to keep everything like kind of calm I've actually tried a, a list of creams and Vaseline seemed to have worked the best for my like other infected areas so I put Vaseline on my eye and I woke up with a fucking swollen eye and I sent a picture to me and like there's a fucking karma for me laughing at you when you tried all those skincare products we can put it back to back for a photo oh my God, yes oh God. the swollen eye chicks um so yeah I showed that to my doctor she's like okay let's deal with this first yeah I'm like yes please <laughs> Uh, and then while she was looking at my stuff and diagnosing me, she, uh, all she asked me was, so you're almost 30, right? I'm like, yeah. She's like, sounds about right. This happens. I'm like, oh, so that's your diagnosis. I'm 30. So this happens. She's like, yeah, pretty much. I'm like, cool. Awesome. Thanks. Th- thanks for that. Great. <laughs> that's too funny. Uh, so yeah, um, I spent like $180 on a bunch of creams that she prescribed, some like steroid cream, some steroid replacement cream, and I'm just rubbing myself up every day. 
<laughs> is it working? Your yeah. eye looks a lot better. It's still swollen. It was actually down the other day. Do you oh. see it? Like yeah, it came back this bit. morning. But my neck is doing better. Look, it's like oh, not yeah. disgusting anymore. But it's scarring. So that there's okay. another thing to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> it's so thirty. Worst. Dirty thirty. Hi. Ew, it's literally dirty because, like, all these dead skin flakes are flying off of you. I know. Like, I'm looking at the back of my neck because it's, like, right by the hairline of my neck. And there's always, like, chunks of skin in my hair. So every time, like, I show people pictures, I'm like, it's not dandruff, I swear. It's my flaky skin. And you're like, I don't think that's better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it's not dandruff, but just not your scalp hair. It's your yeah, it's just, I mean, that's true. Skin. I guess flaky skin is kind of like dandruff, but not in your hair. I don't know, man. It's just, it's 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 been a challenge. <laughs> Which room are you in right now? I'm in the study. I mean, my guest room. Why? Oh, what? Oh, weird. I've never seen. This you. is the room that Charlie pees in every time <laughs> he comes in. Oh, I didn't know that. Do you record in that room? Not really. Oh. No, this is where I work now. This is my office space. Oh, you changed? Um, and yeah, because, well, I'm, on, I'm in meetings, like, every other hour, so I don't want mm. to disturb Lehman too much. But this is the guest room bed, which I have tried to make into a couch. So oh, okay. people, yeah, it does. <laughs> is it working? I put, like, a little ukulele <laughs> there and everything. It looks like a couch. <laughs> right? So yeah. it's working. Yeah, I don't want, yeah. yeah. Um, Why? Why do you want to see a couch? Because oh, I don't want clients to think I'm working oh, at, oh, like, my clients think I'm working in my bedroom or something. And it's not a very decorated bedroom, so I don't want them to think, like, I'm living in, a co- co- like, a college dorm or something. Oh, my God, it's too funny. Why don't you just do the background thing? <clears throat> I can't. It's weird. I don't like it. It's, like, shifty. like, a background, isn't there? Yeah, there is. I don't know. It feels weird. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, it's always better. I, I read on some, on some blog that it's always better if you have a like a realistic background, more professional, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, true, yeah. true. Got to me. And I even have like a little globe here. Do you see oh. this? It's <laughs> fucking And different. some dried flowers. But it actually does but, look like a couch. Like, right? you made like, it look like, like a couch. I have fake pillows. That's all fake pillows underneath. Oh. <laughs> it's actually that's actually the head of the bed but i just like put poles oh, on the side so it looks like a couch that's smart yeah it looks sometimes like sometimes lehman sometimes lehman comes in here midday to take a nap and then no. he leaves without like making it look like a bed again so it just yeah it ruins it so i have to like the normal bed because we have a weird thing where we don't go to our, don't go, go on our bed unless we're wearing our pajamas so then, like, even when we're wearing our house clothes, we can't lay in the bed. Oh. So this is the dirty, dirty bed. Oh, both of, I guess both of you have that. That's, that's Yeah, that's, yeah. He actually brought this onto me. I was to be oh. dirty, just laying in my bed in jeans. I do that too, yeah. To. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm not allowed to. No, true. Yeah. That's so that's how my life is going. Cool. Yeah, how about you? Uh, I am just going through the motions of, like, the COVID stress. So, like, my friends, I have, like, my group of guy friends and I have my group of girlfriends. 
Mm-hmm. A group of guy friends are super chill about things, and they're like, oh, looks like we're going to have another COVID meltdown tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And then my group of girlfriends are like, oh, my God, we're going to shut down everything. I'm not going to be able to do my nails, my hair, my all my things. I need to wax. My vagina has been waxed. I've had my period for the last two weeks. I can't book what? a waxing appointment. Um, all this shit. And um, I'm just sitting here like – you know that picture of that dog with a smile and then there's fire everywhere? That's me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, <laughs> fuck this shit. Like, I remember when this lockdown thing first started and everyone was like, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who works in the government. And he said that Canada's going to be a full shutdown and we're not going to be able to do anything after 9 p.m. So fuck that shit. I'm literally just like, okay, whatever comes, it's going to come. It's going to happen. I can't control it. And yeah. I'm just over it. Yeah. Whatever. Just tell me what to do. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm a, at a place where I don't feel rushed going to the grocery store anymore. Like we, yeah. in the beginning of the pandemic, we, our first grocery trip cost us like almost $500 because we thought we were not going to be able to leave the house for like three months. So we bought everything we could fit in the trunk of our car. And we just went grocery shopping this week and we're like, we'll just get something we need for this week. And we've always come back. Like, like it's not that the pandemic is going away because it's definitely not like it's still very much affecting our lives. People are still dying. People are still sick. The virus is still out there. We don't really, I mean, there are vaccines being developed, but it's not, 100% 100% tested and regulated yet but it's just like I think as a human there is just so much shock you can take at once and you just yeah. have to deal with this shit right like life goes on you learn how to live through this that's how yeah. you move on and be okay you know yeah. like yeah. panicking doesn't take us anywhere oh my god 100% like I think I'm just like and then my my team at work is the same thing. Like everyone's like, well, what are we going to do? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, let's just wait and see what the government says. Like we, there's no mm-hmm. point in freaking out until they give us direction. And I mean, the gyms are still open. People are still dining indoors. Like what? I don't know. Yeah. See, I don't understand. Like my friend and I were arguing about this the other day. We're not arguing, discussing this openly. Um, why is it that we are not allowed to have more than eight people or like 10 people inside a house, even though everyone's been staying at home and we know that we are, we are negative with COVID, but schools are open and gyms are open and we can eat in a restaurant. Like, yeah, I, it makes no sense to me. You can also hold a wedding for like, I don't know, 10 people or something. People, yeah, for at a business venue, but not at a home. Yeah. yeah, wouldn't home be like a safer place, especially knowing that no one has left their homes in a long time? Like my friends want to have a freaking baby shower and they can't do it with the people that they know have been staying home and like being very careful. But then like everyone else can go outside and, and have like a birthday celebration at a restaurant. Like it just doesn't make sense to <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. Me neither. But you know what? It's just whatever. It's gonna come. Yeah. It's gonna happen. We're gonna have to follow new rules. Like I've just learned um learned a couple of really I think eye opening and change like change my life type of things the last few weeks. And the first one is if someone says something that you don't agree with but they're in an angry mood, just just leave it and just tell them that they're right. So if they say that the world is square, you just go, yes, you're right. It is square. Have a good day. 
<laughs> oh my god if someone is panicking over things and you just kind of let it be let them panic but don't get involved like just say okay that sucks that you're panicking have a good day <laughs> walk away <laughs> literally there it's not worth your time and effort and yeah I, I'm actually like a lot less stressed because I just walk away, uh, walk away from the panic it's good good wow yeah that means you're panicking less because I I feel like if you see someone panicking especially if it's somebody that you actually care about you start panicking too Mm -hmm. that's good that you're learning to (laughs) walk away but I feel like I think that also applies (laughs) here comes the mommy issues again (laughs) it's applied to my mom and I's relationship like we've been really good the past I want to say like year two years ish because like I where I feel like I've walked away more, but she's also getting better. Okay. She almost apologized the <gasps> other day. Almost. We almost <gasps> made it to a story. What, okay? What and happened? it was amazing. Um I forgot. Oh, it was the, the hair cutting thing, the scissors. Remember the the story with the scissors where she yeah. accused me of stealing her scissors? Yeah. And then afterwards, like I was going home and she hugged me. She was she was like Let's not fight, okay? The story <gasps> almost came out, but it didn't. Oh. <laughs> She's like, let's communicate oh, better. So, so, and you're like, oh. yeah, okay. like, bye. So let's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> We're all learning and evolving and getting better. Um, yeah. So we're all good. growing. <laughs> That's actually really good. I'm proud of her. Yeah. She's growing too. Yeah, I'm very proud of her. Um, I haven't told her about Archie yet. Oh. So it's going to be a surprise. I'm just going to show up at her house and be like, hey, you have a grandson. He's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that Hi. goes. We'll, well, yeah, we'll have updates uh, on how that goes in a couple of weeks, and uh, we'll let you know. <laughs> but until then, we have some stories for you this week, and uh, you said you have some dirty ones? They're not dirty. They're just, like, teenage, like, stupidity, you know? Yeah. They're not dirty enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we get started? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so this story is from Tyler, and he says, It was a warm summer night, and we were 15, mm. and we were in love. Boom, chicka, wow, wow. We know what that means. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. no we'd scratch that. We were 15 and wanted to grind crotches. That's the one. Ah, that one. I know. Do I know you, Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> good friends, good friends. I was over at my friend's place, chilling out. He was playing Diablo 2, and I was on the other computer chatting on MSN. When lo and behold, she logged on. After some small Aww. talk, yeah, <laughs> I mentioned that I was in town at Joe's place. And she said that I should come over to her house. And we were talking beforehand about sex and fooling around. Um, and we did make out a little bit. And we both wanted to screw but frankly, we really didn't know how. But anyways, our parents also kept getting in the way and stuff. So I was excited. I told Joe that I was going to go and try to get laid. And he was understandably supportive. And with that, I was off into the night. Oh, my. So 
It was midnight or shortly after, and it was a cloudy but hot day out, and the orange glow from the city lit up the night remarkably well. As I walked and pondered the possible events to come, I was accompanied by the distant yet booming sound of thunder. I really should have noticed the smell of the rain in the air. I feel like that's like an old man thing to say. Do you smell the rain? (laughs) I love the smell of rain. What do you mean? (laughs) Anyways, so he said, I made quick work of the several blocks between us and went to her house, going to her bedroom window as was previously directed. Knock, knock. She came to the window with a finger to her lips, wearing a black bra and pink underwear and pointed down. (laughs) My eyes followed her gesture to the still form of her younger brother laying on her bedroom floor. What the fuck? She... (laughs) <laughs> she preemptively oh she preempted my curiosity with he gets afraid of thunderstorms so he's gonna sleep here tonight to which i asked with more of a look of disappointment and confusion but i wanted to plow you all romantic like ew what, ew. The- <laughs> what? <laughs> oh fuck um Her smile told me I was still in business. I crawled into her window, took off my shoes, and left them on her bedroom floor. And we stepped out of her room and made our way to the basement. The lights were out because we didn't want to wake up her religious parents. But she knew her way around and led me past the table to her couch. Oh, shit. Maybe they didn't know what they were doing. Risky business, man. It goes without saying that it was fantastic, as I have only had one bad bad blowjob in my entire life horror story for another day (laughs) after a while i returned the favor to her and after the foreplay we moved on to the sex (laughs) 15 damn son i know oh my god and this is not even his first rodeo he's already had a bad blowjob at age of 15 yeah wow that's crazy anyways (laughs) being the responsible young adult that i was i had brought two condoms and being stupid young adults that we were she advised i wear them both for extra protection (laughs) no 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 (laughs) and what did i do i wore both cue the worst sex ever but i'm fairly sure that it actually happened oh my god really feel two condoms on it right and also isn't that more dangerous like wouldn't they rub against each other and rip yeah, it sounds like it would. Right? Yeah. I don't get it. Anyways, kids, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the throes of passion, we were totally unaware that the distant rumbling of thunder had become the storm of the year directly above our town, and the rain and thunder eventually tore our attention away. Wait a minute. That doesn't sound like rain. That sounds like footsteps. Oh, no, no. <laughs> To this day, I have yet to see anyone do anything faster than that Christian girl get dressed. She was dressed and tugging at my arm before I had my pants fully done up. So I grabbed my shirt and my socks and she dragged me up the stairs and across the common room. Well, mostly across. About halfway down, there was a flicker of flashlights coming down the stairs. Apparently the power had been knocked out by the storm. So not having enough time to get to her room without being seen, she shoved me into the bathroom beside us and went to address her parents as I climbed into the shower stall and just hid. <gasps> God, I'm like panicking for this guy. Oh, Poor kid. Outside, I heard them conversing, her parents having no suspicions 
and they're just asking her how her and her brother were doing. Fine. Okay, well, then they're going to go back to bed and then try to get some sleep, and I'm in the clear. Her dad then utters a phrase I won't soon forget. Uh, I'm just going to go use the bathroom before we go up. And he steps oh. right into my hiding place, puts the flashlight on the bathroom counter, beam up so I can see the silhouette of a large man walk over within three feet of me and take a piss. I'm fairly sure my heart stopped beating just to make sure he couldn't detect me at all. He finishes, wastes his one flush. Come on, people, when that power's out, follow the mantra. If it's brown, flush it down. If it's yellow, let it mellow. (laughs) And he departs. Oh, finally, the parents leave. She comes and gets me. We both shit bricks, and then we continue into her room so I can get the fuck out ASAP. I get fully dressed, and I'm sitting at the edge of her bed, putting on my last sock, when both of our eyes shoot to the bottom of her bedroom door. Flashlights again. I quickly figure out that I don't have the time to get out of the window undetected, but I spot that her bed has a fairly decent rise to it, so I drop to the floor and ninja vanish underneath the bed. Again, there's chit-chat. I feel like I'm in the clear. I sigh a breath of relief and let my head rest on her carpet looking out into the room directly into the eyes of her five-year-old brother lying on the floor. Oh, no, no. Poor boy. Now he's wide awake, staring into my soul. I'm (laughs) I'm busted. I'm dead. Christian father kills horny teenager is going to be the next headline in the newspaper. (laughs) A million options flash through my mind until I decide on a brilliantly simple choice. Bringing one finger up to my lips, I made the sign for silence and secrecy. Thank God for playful naivety of children because he simply smiled and returned the gesture. Oh, wow. wow. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, God. Her parents departed and shortly after I left as well. And I enjoyed my walk home in the pouring hot summer rain with lots of time to ponder how close I came to a serious shit beating. But it was worth it. Damn. Damn. Is this bringing up memories for you? No, not like this. I don't think I've ever gotten this close to anything before. Have you? It wasn't... I think so, yeah, actually. Really? Yeah. There was... uh, It was my first boyfriend. So, like, I obviously didn't tell my parents that I had a boy over. And I remember... I think it was the first time that he ever came over to our house too. And we were in the basement. I don't know if you remember our old townhouse. Yeah. Um, so our basement was connected. Like you go up this flight of stairs and you can go directly into the garage. But between the garage and like the actual living area, there was another, another door. Okay. So essentially you can escape out the garage without being detected by anyone in the living room. If you just close that door. I remember he was over. We were chilling in the basement. Like, we weren't even doing anything. We are probably just talking and stuff. And I was, like, 16. And I wasn't allowed to have a boyfriend, obviously. So my mom came home early. She usually comes home around, like, 6, 7. But she came home around 5 that day. So I was like, oh, fuck. My mom's home. You're going to be in so much shit. I'm going to be in so much shit. So I went upstairs. I closed that door to the garage and I was like oh hey mom what are you doing home so early I'm just like trying to pretend like be chill and stuff and she was like oh I just like I'm meeting Anna early or whatever I'm like oh 
I'm going to take out the garbage. So <laughs> I took the garbage and I closed the door from the living room to the garage door. I opened the garage pretending that I was taking out trash and my then boyfriend dashed out <laughs> the garage door so my quick. God. <gasps> Oh my god, it was That's it was terrifying. Wow, wow, wow. And there was another time actually, same guy. Very brave boy. Um <laughs> very brave boy. He actually so he lived in another city and uh, we were he was two years older, but like neither of us had a car. He didn't drive, so it was too late for him to go home that day. So I decided to <laughs> it was so fucking ballsy. Same townhouse. I decided to house him that night and just keep him in my room all night. Okay, and house I think it was a Friday. House him, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was a Friday, and my parents came home like around six o'clock. We had dinner, dinner, and he was upstairs by himself. Poor guy. And after dinner, I snuck some food upstairs for him. He a we're chilling in our room, and then around bedtime my parents wanted to come hang out in my room like out of the blue which they never do so I had to hide my boyfriend in the closet and (laughs) we had a very tiny house my room was also tiny and it was like it wasn't even like a walk-in closet or anything it's one of those like sliding door closets with a giant mirror as 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 um the doors so he was sitting on the floor of my closet for like half an hour while my parents were in my room. <gasps> That's a long time. Yeah. And then like he was topless and wearing my pajama pants because that was those were the only things that would fit him. Wait, and after my parents did your pajama pants? He was a small man. Um <laughs> So when my parents left, I opened the closet and the poor guy just sitting on the floor, topless, looking at me like, are they gone? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I can tell that exact same story, except with a stray cat that I found in a garbage dump. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) well. I also hung out with the cat. Then I went downstairs to eat food. Then I snuck some food up to the cat. And then I put the cat in the closet when my mom came into the room. Yeah, the cat was my boyfriend. Yeah. Poor boyfriend. And he didn't even get laid. I mean. <laughs> oh, oh my god. I think that's the saddest part of the story. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I just brought up some memories when you told the story. So uh, thanks for that. <laughs> All right. Second story. Although it feels like the fourth story now. We start too much. Um, <laughs> all right, this story comes from the username ZealousIdealWin4379. So we've already shared a story from this person before, but they have lived a very colorful life. Let's just put it that way. Nice um, there are, yeah, colorful life. There are some uh, trigger warnings for the story, and that's for drug abuse and uh, being drugged on your date. So be warned. Well, I can't see my eyes are blurry. Anyway, so she says, Mother I was dating this... thirty. I know. It's amazing. It's fantastic, you know? You got to wear these fucking blue light protection glasses. Uh, condom for your eyes. Okay. Um, <laughs> so she says, I was dating this guy. We'll just call him D. 
When I met Dee, he seemed like a very normal and sweet guy. He asked me out. I agreed. And then two weeks into this relationship, he completely changed. He went from this charming guy to a foam-blown stoner in one day. It was strange, but I figured that since I didn't know him that well, he must have been just hiding his, his true self and now starting to feel more comfortable and showing who he really is. I personally don't like being um, around people who drink or do drugs all the time. And uh, being the only sober person around a bunch of people who are drunk or high is really annoying. Like, it's never yeah. a fun thing to do. I didn't want to end up being like a, a mom girlfriend who has to constantly take care of someone who drinks or gets high all the time. It's just not for me. Regardless, I felt like I was judging him too quickly and decided that I would deal with a stoner as long as that's all that it was. But one month into this relationship, I was done. It was more than just getting high a few times a day. This man claims that he could not function without being high. Oh. And I just a fucking heavy, heavy eye roll at him every single time. Mm. It seemed like that he was constantly smoking and had no respect for me. He was being really flirty with all my friends and other girls and didn't see a problem with this behavior. So I decided to end it. When I tried breaking up with him, he cried and begged me to stay and he insisted that he could change his behavior toward me and my friends and try to slow down a bit on the smoking. I didn't really feel like he could change, but I felt bad because he was crying and seemed to care. So I said, all right, and I gave him another chance. He seemed to be doing better with being flirty and respecting me, but was still getting high quite a lot. Hmm. So I tried to convince him to just be sober when we're together. But every time I would even start to leave, he'd start smoking right away. Wow. People say you, yeah. People say you can't get addicted to pot, but it really seemed like he was, and I had no idea that wasn't the only thing that he was addicted to. Mm-hmm. I've dated stoners before, and none of them were high, ever high like he was, and I just didn't like him. I didn't want to deal with it. Just speaking to this guy that I knew he was smart. I knew he had potential that, but his motivation was just non-existent. He would much rather just smoke all day. I couldn't deal with it and try breaking up with him again. And again, he cried and begged me to stay. With an empty promises of him changing, I stayed again. And mm-hmm. I regret it. One day we were hanging out at his house and uh, with his friend, with one of his friends who we'll call Bob, who becomes a bit important later. So Dee was smoking as always and was pressuring me into smoking with him as he'd done many times before. I really didn't want to, but he kept insisting that I try it because I'm always getting on him about smoking, but I don't understand why he loves it. So he kept pressuring me and I made the instantly stupid decision to cave in. Mm -hmm. So I smoked maybe about one or two hits from his bong and I've never smoked from a bong before. I've smoked weed in the past and I didn't like it. And I don't know why I decided to smoke this time. About 30 minutes later, I started to feel very tired. My vision is acting weird. I can't seem to focus very well and feel like I'm drifting off to sleep. I try my very hardest to look at what's in front of me, staring at white walls and starting to see little patterns on them. I focus on the patterns and try to keep myself awake and I barely feel my own body. I didn't know what was happening, but I knew whatever it was, it was not weed. Like I said, I had smoked weed before, but... Um, this was not how I felt before. I got up and ran outside to my car. I didn't feel my legs. I just know that I'm walking because I'm still semi-conscious and I can see in front of me. D 
comes running out asking what's wrong and I just tell him that I have to leave and that I have to go home. He holds me tightly and tries to get me to stay, but I know I can't and shouldn't, so I tell him goodbye, jump in my car and drive home. I know driving in my condition sounded reckless, but I didn't know what else to do in that moment. He li- we lived in a small town and there's hardly any drivers on the road in the area around this time, so maybe I figured it was okay. I remember driving home, hardly able to keep myself awake, keeping incredibly being feeling incredibly sick, and then finally when I get home, I drag myself into bed and then I blank. I don't remember if I passed out or I sobered up. My memory was just fuzzy. I wasn't sure what happened and I didn't want to believe I was drugged, but I was. I acted like everything was fine when I saw D again. Soon after, he broke up with me. He said that I was too controlling because I wanted him to be sober and I didn't want him to cheat on me. He never stopped being flirty with other girls and just hit it around me. He told me that he wanted to party himself into an early grave and experiment with as many drugs as possible and have sex with whoever he wanted, whenever he wanted. Um, after all this mess, his friend from earlier, Bob, and I became friends. And uh, Bob actually cut everyone who was involved off as well. Bob actually told me that Dee dra- bragged to him about like intentionally drugging me that day. And Bob had no idea until after it had happened and distanced himself from um, D. He said that that sick guy was actually bragging to Bob and it was all a part of his sick plan for D to get me to stay that night because I had never slept over before. <gasps> Overall, it was just a horrible experience. And uh, D still tries to friend me on Facebook, even though it's been years since this all happened. Okay, that's so fucked up. So fucked up. Sorry, guys. This is this is a heavy one. Yeah, like the person that you're supposed to trust the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tries to drug you and make you stay the night. And there were other people there as well. It wasn't just the two of them. So I don't know what would have happened to her if she had stayed the night. Well, he's clearly, like, trying to do it to show off, too. That's so yeah, wow. exactly. He was, like, bragging to uh, people about it. Then they have to drug this girl. Like, how fucking dumb. I'm how dumb do you have to be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, this one was a, a little triggering. And, um, yeah, but it's, it's... I feel like it's important to share because, like she said in her story she was very much pressured into doing this and she knew that she didn't want to do it but she felt the pressure and she caved in and I think it's just really important to share that when you are in a similar situation doesn't matter if you're a girl or guy or how old you are or like even if you've been dating this person for years if you feel like you're pressured into doing something that you don't want to especially if it's like drug or alcohol related and you just don't feel comfortable doing it, just don't do it. You know, like if you tell this person that you don't want to do it, you don't feel comfortable doing it and they're still pressuring you into doing it. Um, maybe instead of questioning whether you should do this thing or not, you should be questioning whether this person cares about you and if you want to stay in this relationship with them. Yeah. 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 It's a heavy topic, but we got to talk about it. Yeah. It's how you learn. Mm-hmm. Any yeah. Things. Mm-hmm, for sure. I'm glad well, that thank you. that and she wasn't trapped in that type of relationship. 
yeah, she was obviously a smart girl that got herself out of the situation as soon as possible. I mean, it wasn't as soon as possible after a few tries, but eventually she did. And, uh, you know, it's sooner, it's better sooner than later, but it's always better later than never. Well, that's confusing. <laughs> Made sense though. <laughs> yeah. As long as you understood it, I didn't get it, but <laughs> you got it. That's cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing this story. Zelos died, whatever. <laughs> okay, this is my next story, and it's by the automator. So he goes first. A little backstory. So I'm working in a, compu- a college computer lab, and I see my boss leave a few times with a truly stunning girl. She's tall, medium brown hair, big blue eyes, really beautiful smile, great chest, obviously. <laughs> Just a really gorgeous girl. Can you imagine we did that when we described guys? Great chest, great pecs. Awesome sack. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Just a really gorgeous girl. And I'm wondering, what is he doing so right? He leaves early one night and we get to talking. She invites me out to dinner and being the lonely, awkward nerd that I am, I immediately jumped at the chance. We have an amazing night together, get to know each other well in multiple ways, and turns out Ooh. that my boss directed local theater groups, and she was in drama club in middle school and high school, and he directed many of her plays. So Ooh. they're really good friends and all, that's cool, and we end up dating. So we date for a few weeks, things are going great, oh, good job, guy, mm. and then one day she calls me crying. They would jog together at night after my boss got off work. While they were at his apartment afterwards, he tried to force himself on her and feel her up. I was, of course, righteously pissed, but seeing as how he was my boss, I decided to let it slide this time. No, never let it slide. No, 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 no. So about a month in, she asks if I'm busy. She wants to go and see a performance of the Diary of Anne Frank at her old high school. And I said, okay, sure. So we get there, and sure enough, her, my boss shows up. This was about a week after their incident. We get our tickets, and he decides to sit next to us, the girl being in the middle. Oh, this is so what awkward. As she snuggles up to me, kissing on me and such, he's just shooting me the worst looks and grumbles to himself. So the play is over, and my date knows a good number of the kids in it from the local community theater group. She's talking to them and they invite us to the after party and she wants to go. So I said, sure, whatever. I might get laid. So let's go. Wait, are they going to a, are they going to a party with a bunch of high school kids? I think they are in high school. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of weird because like, I wonder how old the boss is. Right. Yeah. It's kind of messed up. Anyways, so we get to this girl's parents' house, and it's full of high school kids, mostly around 15 to 16. Oh, never mind. I'm about 23 at the time. I had a oh, no. A lot older than I am. I was very <laughs> out of place. I had never hung around the drama club before, and I now know why. I've yet to meet a group of more obnoxious, loud, hyperactive, attention whoring people. No offense. If you're into that sort of thing. But I'm not the sort of person who can deal with that. As soon as we get there, the girl I was with got a phone call and walked into the room to talk, away from the noise. She stayed there for the entire two hours we were there. I was alone in this hellhole. 
What the? All these kids are running around, batshit insane. There's a brother and sister there. They're fucking weird. They're playing an improv type game. People were shouting things out, and people in the middle had to act it out. There was some very sexually suggestive behavior between the two. It was really odd and creepy. Oh, God. But no one else seemed very bothered by it. But I was super weirded out. Anyways, at one point, I decided to go outside and have a smoke. I get about halfway through my cigarette, and I hear a weird metallic noise. I'm looking around trying to figure out what it is. It sounds like like change in someone's pocket or something. I see a giant shadow on the next house over appear. It's a dog. The dog steps around the front of the house and looks at me. It's a big fucking dog. Oh shit, son. And at about the same time I registered that I should probably be shitting my pants, this dog takes off full blast towards me barking and growling. I run to the front door, open it, run inside, slam the door behind me. The room falls completely silent and every one of those kids turns to look at me like I'm fucking nuts. I am winded out of breath and I manage to get out the words, huge dog outside. They look at me and they're like, what the hell are you doing here anyways? Aren't you a little old? (laughs) Finally, the girl I'm with comes out and is ready to go. Praise Jeebus. We hop in the car and she wants to meet up with a friend. So we pick up the friend and we, and I graciously offer her the front seat since the girl I'm dating is driving. They decide they want to drive around and listen to music. That's fine. They follow, they listen to Spice World followed by Grease. That's fine. But then we start driving around for hours listening to the shit. And I'm staring up at the sky through the back window, wishing as hard as I can for someone to stab ice picks into my ears. <laughs> then I smell something odd, and I look up, and there's smoke pouring out from under the hood. The engine is overheating. I get the girl to pull over. I pop the hood. She has no coolant in the plastic tank. And after the car sits for a bit, I open the radiator cap. It's dry. I don't know any of this shit. Do you know anything about cars? <laughs> Um, needs liquid uh, to run (laughs) anyways I just want to go home at this point so I volunteered to walk to a gas station to get a jug of coolant walking through the hood at about 3am I have a mix of fear and bravado wishing someone would fuck me so that I could wait wishing that someone would fuck with me so that I could punch someone in the head About half an hour, I finally make it to the gas station, buy the coolant, start walking back. I make it up to the car, fill the radiator up, and the car runs fine. She drops her friend back off at her car, and we head back to her place. When we pull up, she thanks me for saving her, of course, anything for a pretty girl, and her vagina. I lean in for a kiss, and she turns away. What the fuck? She goes, I'm tired, Nathan. I'm just ready to go to bed. I don't really want to get anything started. We can't finish. Not even a kiss? Not tonight. Hopped in my truck and drove home, smoked about six cigarettes on the half hour drive. <sighs> Oof. That sounds about the most like uh whoring yet adventurous night. <laughs> but also like I mean yes, yeah, sucks that you didn't get anything, but she was tired. I know, like, he shouldn't have have been expecting it, but at the same time, though, like, why does she drag him along everywhere she wanted to go that night? And, like, she barely paid any attention to her, and to him, yeah. the entire night. That's true. Like, right? she could have at least hung out with him instead of, like, being on the phone all night. Yeah, or, like, 
pick up another friend when you're out with your boyfriend and listen to hold on do people actually do this do they actually drive around just listening to music until three o'clock in the morning i used to do that until three o'clock in the morning well like probably one because i'm old i can't do three but yeah but like why can't you do that at home because it's more fun when you're driving around and then you can go to mcdonald's if you want food and then you just skiing and shit anything about the drive through part yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) like maybe it's just me i have a problem with driving at night like i fall asleep immediately (laughs) when it's dark Uh, outside yeah i would say that's definitely a problem (laughs) yeah i used to (laughs) when i still lived at home with my parents we lived in the sasaga and i worked in markham at the time so sometimes i like stay out super late with my markham friends and i drive home at like three in the morning and i'm asleep while driving home and it's so bad like almost every single night so then i stopped because it's so fucking dangerous you know so i took myself off the road uh i remember you told me one time you were driving and then you you woke up and you're like oh i was sleeping yeah like literally i was on the the very left lane on a four-lane highway and i woke up on the very right lane and i don't know how i survived that i don't know how i didn't murder anyone but that was fucking scary like i literally woke up and i was like in shock i was like crying like i could have died i could have killed someone this is so bad i can't do this anymore that's crazy so i'm not allowed to drive at night anymore (laughs) good oh my god i feel like when i'm driving though like i'm the most awake like i can can't do it all my senses are like you're going to die immediately so then everything's like <laughs> like super alert like I have to sit 90 de- Kevin hates this because like we share a car but mm-hmm. I sit 90 degrees I sit like with my seat all the way up like raised all the way up so my head's like hitting the top of the car <laughs> like I'm sitting 90 degrees and like two hands on the steering wheel <laughs> like you're the you're the thing that's keeping the car together yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> like Kevin when he drives he's like laid back like the chair's all the way back he's like basically sleeping I'm like what are you doing he's like you gotta relax when you're driving I'm like how <laughs> I actually drive like that too like I'm super relaxed like during the day you can ask me to drive for eight hours straight I have no complaints just let me pee when it's on feed me I'll be fine <laughs> But, like, immediately when it gets dark, I'm asleep. I, right. I don't, I can't drive at night. So, at night, Lehman drives. And actually, during the day, he drives too. I haven't driven a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm not allowed to drive at night anymore. Even sitting in the in the passenger seat, I, like, pass out immediately when it's dark mm-hmm. outside. It's really bad. Oh. So, yeah, I don't know how to fix that problem. Like, I tried everything to keep myself awake, too, back then. I used to chew gum. I listened to music. I sing in my car. I, like, listen to audiobook. I even picked up smoking just to stay awake while I drive at nighttime. And it worked. The smoking worked. But it was also fucking good. giving me cancer. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm just not going to drive at night anymore. But thanks for sharing that story. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you.
All right, last story of today. Um, so this is like a short, stupid story, and I have experience with this story, so that's why I wanted to share this. <clears throat> so this happened about a decade ago. Um, it's is been this a, ages. A friend story? No, it's a. Uh, it's also shared by the zealous ideal wind so four three seven nine person. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so. Uh, she says, it's been ages, so I'm over it, but this was a truly horrible first dating experience, and I hope young girls don't have to go through anything like this. Picture it, guys. I'm in a m- middle school, and my hair is black, and it covers half my face. I wear black and red, like those jelly bracelets, um, and those little studded belts with spiky necklace. Huh? Is this you and me? <laughs> right? No, seriously. Just like... Like this entire story, I'm just like, are you talk? Did I write this in my sleep? <laughs> Did you remember when we used to wear those jelly bracelets in every single color, and some of them had like little glitters in it, and it was we were so cool. And like black meant sex, so if you break black, it means sex. Blue is blowjob, and then yellows, I forgot. So many. <sighs> Oh my god we're so and we were like what 14 years old we're like oh my god we're so hip avril lavigne made me do it <laughs> oh she's, no avril lavigne she was like my idol man i know I, I know and we always had hair covering half of her face yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh my god it was <laughs> oh god my left eye is more blind now because i used to cover it with my hair all the time. <laughs> i'm not joking <laughs> oh my god and like because I was never taken to like a proper hairdresser, like I cut my own hair at home. I don't know if you remember. Yes, with um, the- yeah, the the half the half bob that I couldn't commit to. Do you remember when I used to have the top layer of my hair in a bob and the bottom layer still long to like my waist? So I used to braid the long part and have a bob on top and two braids underneath. I was like, yes. I was a jellyfish. Jellyfish! Oh, I was just going to say that. I remember you had jellyfish hair. <laughs> oh, God. Those were the days. Those were the days. Anyway, so she continues. I had no friends and never had. I was always alone and I was always the weird kid. Same girl. Um, people didn't bully me at the time, but they also didn't really acknowledge my ex- existence. Then for some crazy reason, this guy, let's name him well, Mitch, gave me a note telling me that he wanted to be my boyfriend, as middle schoolers do. Like, you never just come out and ask someone. It's always a note. Yeah. So the weird thing was that Mitch, oh, Mitch was a super well-liked guy and was very cute. I said yes, and then people started noticing me, but in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Girls I didn't talk to, and some that I didn't even know were coming up to me telling me that I wasn't good enough for Mitch, that I wasn't pretty, I wasn't feminine, and he de- deserved much better. Obviously, girls who had a crush on him, right? So all of a sudden, I was getting bullied left and right by these girls, and they just didn't understand how he could like someone like me. So they decided to break us up. One day I went to school and Mitch just looked mad at me and refused to talk to me. Then one of his friends told me that he's breaking up with me because back then you send your friend to break up with someone for you and you don't do it by yourself. Is this us? Like, did I write this about you? Like, what? Is this us? Did you write this? 
<laughs> oh my god. Um, but Mitch never said that. These girls hated that I was dating this guy so much that they sent someone to go tell him that I wanted to break up, and then sent someone else to tell me that he wanted to break up. And because we were in middle school, we didn't talk about anything. We just ignored each other, and that was that. And I didn't find out about this until years later. Wow! And that was a story about how middle school girls and monsters, <laughs>、um, <laughs> and how me and my first boyfriend ever broke up. I hope none of you young readers or any of your daughters have to deal with that in their teens. What a truly horrible first dating experience! I think every single middle schooler dealt with that in their teens. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Although I didn't because、um, I was too weird and also too foreign, <laughs> so I didn't have a boyfriend. But I was, I was in a breakup because I was sent to break someone's heart by another friend. So I was the messenger. <laughs> Who really? Yeah, I broke somebody up. Well.、Say? I didn't say anything. Then speak English. I would pass a note. <laughs> oh, oh, that's what you meant. Okay, okay. Oh my god. No, but no, I did speak English. I spoke broken English, but I spoke a little bit. And、uh, I remember passing the note. So it was like a girlfriend, and I passed the note to her boyfriend. And they had been together for like two years, which for middle、oh, schoolers was a big deal. Okay. Broke up a two-year relationship with a note. Yeah, so I went up to him and I gave him the note. I'm like, I'm、mm. really sorry, but so and so told me to give this to you. And then he he knew what was happening because they had a fight that day and like it was text messaging. And anyway, so he like he was he's been, he'd been crying all day and was obvious. So he looked at me with his like teary puppy eyes and he was like, "Did she say anything?" I'm like, um, don't know. Too hard formulate sentence. <laughs> I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> Not even my boyfriend. <laughs> Fuck, that's so, harsh. That was my first breakup, and it wasn't even my relationship. So that was fun. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's cold of that girl, man. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. Even a middle school relationship, because that means that was two years of you just standing by this guy at recess, probably hugging him, maybe、yeah. like peck on the lips. But two years of that shit. Yeah, it was、uh, like, yeah, I'm sure they passed passed messages or like text message and everything, but the final final step was the note. Damn, it was、yo. cold. It was cold. How、oh, many notes do do you reckon you passed? Um, I don't think I was. Oh, I don't remember passing notes that much, actually. Then how did you break up with your middle school boyfriends? MSN. Oh yeah, MSN. Why didn't they just do it over MSN? Why did I have to fucking pass the message? <laughs> I used to break up with people over MSN through a friend. Do you remember doing that, where you would go to someone's house and you would. They would be on their MSN, but they would talk to the person through you. I did that for you. Oh yeah, okay, that's who you. you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, it was me. <laughs> yeah, that was my cowardly way of doing things. 
Oh man, MSN was great. It was great until you had, had to see them the next day in person. Yeah. But you had so much time to like gather your thoughts and like send complete messages. You know, it was so well sentenced. Everything was just so so much easier when you can hide behind a screen, wasn't it? <laughs> I didn't do that though. Like when I message, it's like the way I talk. So that's why I enter like 90 million times. Yeah, I get like 19 messages from yeah. you for one sentence. <laughs> I annoy like, myself when I text people because I'm like, I try so hard to write a full sentence. But once it gets more than four words, then I'm, I have anxiety if I don't send it. <laughs> Like Amy, sometimes I what I'm thinking. Sometimes I get two messages for one word. Okay, like yeah. <laughs> half a word. Yeah. And like I've been wearing my Apple Watch these days too, and my wrist is vibrating. It's on fire. It's just going on fire. And I look, it's just like okay, but like four messages. Okay. Dot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> okay, well, that was the end of our episode 30 for our second season. Thank you so much for listening to you, my friends. Oh, I'm trying. Oh, good boy. Oh, he's so cute. Anyway, so that's the end of our episode this week. Thank you so much for listening in. We hope that you liked our stories this week. If you have a story to share with us, please get in touch with us and send your stories to the notebook podcast at gmail.com. That was really good. Did you practice oh, yeah. that or like a bitch have been doing this for two years? What do you mean? <laughs> Every time we actually try to do it, like it doesn't come out like that. Okay, but I'm really sleepy, so I'm very motivated. Motivated, okay, cool. Finish cool. this so I can go to bed and take my nap. <laughs> yeah, Nana, like, she goes to bed at 11. She says, okay, no, she actually goes to bed at 11. But then yeah. she wakes up at 1 a.m. to finish texting and stuff. So she's actually taking a nap from 11 to 1. Then she goes to bed. Yeah, I, uh, I have a problem. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You work on your texting. I work on my sleeping. <laughs> um, We're all growing. Guys, so much for listening. And send in your stories. We want to hear them. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, we're going to go take our naps. And yeah, you great. nap today, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay. Nana looks real sleepy right now. <laughs> I think her eye fungus is coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm still. I'm awake, guys. I'm here. I'm here. I'm, we're good. We're good. <laughs> All right. Wow. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.